As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello and thank you for downloading this episode of On Farm. This is the second of two episodes that we've recorded with a friend of mine, Suzanne Mulholland, who's known to many of you on social media as The Batch Lady. So do go back and listen to episode one for the full chat. Uh, Suzanne's book is out, The Batch Lady, funnily enough it's called, and it's available from all good booksellers. We recorded this episode in Suzanne's stunning farmhouse kitchen in the Scottish Borders where she creates all of her video content. And in this episode, she got me to roll my sleeves up and get stuck into some batching. So we'll see how that goes. Okay, Anna, so while we're having this chat, I'm going to show you exactly how easy batch cooking can be. Okay? Wow. So we are going... to get involved, do I? Oh, yes. Oh, Oh, yeah, definitely. So we are going to take some ready roll pizza dough, you know, just like you buy anywhere. So around one of them. Uh And I'm going to give you this one. And we're going to make uh, two calzones ready for the freezer, okay? What we're going to do is um, I'll give you your pizza dough here. Okay, You you. are going to chop a bit of a pepper. And you can get pizza dough in the the cheaper sort of Aldi Lidl, do some brilliant ones. So yeah, yeah. and they're so cheap, cheapest way to make pizza. And then you can have it for whenever you want. So just give us a few slices of of your peppers. So I'm just unrolling this. And it's really simple to make, so the kids um, will love this one. Now, what I do is usually show you how to make a savoury one, and then because you're in the mood and you're making it this way anyway, you can make a sweet one. So the savoury one's going to be with pepperoni, mozzarella, and some peppers, and a jar of um, pizza sauce that I've actually made before, but you can just buy a jar of pizza sauce as well, so it's entirely up to you. Is the pizza sauce recipe in your book or on your website? It is. There's some really good sauce recipes in the back as well that you can make. So, um, yeah, that's fine. That's That's all we need. Yep. Now, if you want to do this even quicker, you can use frozen chopped peppers. Oh, yes, I've seen them. So Mm -hmm. what you're going to do is just pour a bit of your pizza sauce on half, only on half of it, and you're going to do yours on half. Off you go. That's perfect. That's enough? Yep. You don't need too much. Then you're going to grab your pepperoni. So these are just pepperoni slices like you buy out the supermarket, you know. And you can put anything. You can put chicken. You can put anything you want at all. Mm. And you can just sort of, you could use a spoon, but we're just bunging it together. Just use the pepperoni slices like a little spoon to spread out the sauce. Okay. Okay. Then you're going to add your peppers in. Just grab some peppers. If your kids don't like peppers, you could add sweet corn. You can change it up to whatever you want, really. We're going to add some... Let's add some green peppers in. Okay. You've got a lovely top on. I don't want to get it covered. Everybody always comments that I um, always wear a white shirt when I cook. Yes, that's quite brave. (laughs) Yeah, it's because I have a white shirt thing going on do you know it's blue jeans and a white shirt means Uh, i'm the batch lady if i wear anything else i feel like myself and i lose my confidence (laughs) it's funny because when you opened the door today when i arrived i thought oh yes that's 
not not it's not a uniform but i thought yes i do associate you with the smart crisp white shirt yeah, yeah. it is really a uniform it really yeah. helps me feel like that's Does me it? in character in a different mode yeah. yes right grab some oh, green some peppers so we've already put on our pizza sauce yeah. our pepperoni our peppers we're going to use some already grated mozzarella that you can just buy again from the shops you could grate it if you want but we're all about saving time so yes. you're just going to grab some and throw it on um, and these are great I mean if you've got kids at home for a long period of time get them to make these mm. and put them in the freezer this is the whole great thing about batching what you're going to do is you're going to pull the other half yeah. of the round pizza dough and you're going to pull it over the top right over the top you're and sort half. of making yeah. a pocket yeah and it's mm -hmm. all covered up and yeah. then you're going to start at one edge and you're going mm -hmm. to roll pull and roll Oh, right. Just I'm left handed. I'm twist it around. <gasps> You're a lefty. I didn't yes. know that. Does that make sense? Like you're just this. pulling it, and what you're doing yeah. is you're just making it into a parcel. Yes. It's a, oh dear. Hopefully to stop stop leaking. But I have a bit yes. of leakage so in exactly. mine. Exactly. You don't want a bit of leakage, but if you no. do end up, don't worry. I love things to look properly rustic and homemade because yes. then nobody thinks I've shop bought it. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so just work your way around. Nobody would think that these days, though, would they? And uh, you'd be surprised. I cheat at a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. There. We've made two calzones. They go, wow, we made the, them in about, about seven minute. minutes. Yes, um, wow. So if I was doing the sweet one now, so mm -hmm. I put these two, I'd just wrap that over. That goes in the freezer just like that. Yes. And when it comes out, straight on a tray from frozen, 20 minutes, and you've got an easy family wow dinner and then if you're going to do a sweet one i would chop up some bananas add some nutella um and a few marshmallows and the kids will oh, love actually, it i was sorting out my cupboard the other day and i found some mini marshmallows so that's what i can do with them there you go so yes. already just in seven minutes we've got two ready for the freezer fabulous wow that's amazing love it love it love it most people have heard of you and are familiar with what you do but for those who haven't would you say your recipes are quite suitable for a, a beginner cook and somebody who does not consider themselves to be adept in the kitchen oh without a doubt mm. yeah I mean really that's who my recipes are for really simple basic easy meals that that you won't find lemongrass in any of my recipes you know <laughs> they're all pretty bog standard easy recipes I do show you how to juice them up so for one pot dish you can take out stuff for your kids and then you can juice it up with some chili and I fresh herbs <laughs> I know I love juicing it's my new word I want to get it in the dictionary um I'd love to hear have you had many men get in touch with you about about batch cooking I do have about five percent of men oh, okay, yes who yes. follow me um quite a lot of older men actually right. so because I do lots with um portion control and frozen sort of chopped vegetables mm -hmm. um it's really good for people that have dexterity issues you know for that yes. can't chop or anything like that yes. and there is actually quite a few i follow quite a lot of um farmer's wife sort of things and uh, this, i'm amazed at how many men do mm. actually cook so yeah. um yeah it's definitely more um more ladies but i've still got that sort of like small amount of men and i feel really bad because i always talk about Hello, ladies. <laughs> yes, I know, but it's difficult. I mean, my husband's actually an excellent cook, but he only does it on the spur of the moment. I cannot get him to plan in advance. So it's literally, oh, I'm going to go to the shops now. 
we were lucky because we live close to the shops i'm gonna go to the shops now to get something for supper and that's kind of fine for him because at least i'm not having to cook and he's removing that burden but i wish he would get involved in batch cooking because i think it would make all our lives easier including his actually Um, I think for any of us, uh, male or female, I mean, who the hell told us once we got to the ripe old age of getting married that every day we were going to have to decide what to eat for dinner? I mean, nobody nobody explains that to you when you're a teenager that that's going to happen. It's a mental burden, isn't it? It's It's, awful. Yeah, Yeah, I absolutely hate it. It's like, you know, I I can sometimes be feeding my children um, breakfast and they're asking me what's for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it really is a mental burden so um and i think whether you're male or female get, having that burden taken away oh, would be quite absolutely. nice <laughs> and, so, and so what you use is the famous blackboard which i had to have my photo taken with whereby at the beginning of the week you work out what or decide what you're having on each of the five days of the week and therefore burden erased Yes, in an ideal world, yes. And it does work quite a lot of the weeks. I use it definitely like that. Um, It doesn't always go to plan, as everybody knows Mm. who tries to plan in advance. So what I always say is I generally plan four to five meals out of the week because then I can use those. But there's plenty of times that it's not going to work. Nobody's hungry or, um, and it means I've not wasted any food. But yeah, I generally try to write it on the board. And the reason I try to write it on the board is to stop anybody from asking me what <laughs> yes. is for dinner that night look at the board. <laughs> you can look at the board yes um so yeah it does help and it really um yeah it just it helps everybody it helps yeah. the kids stopping asking me it stops my husband asking me and actually reminds me of what I'm doing so when I look at the board at six o'clock when I'm serving um dinner I can then see what's due out of the freezer for the next game day mm-hmm. and instantly take it out so I just have it on my iPhone at six o'clock it sets an alarm to tell me to take the next meal out oh amazing yeah so yeah organize as well as the the physical act of cooking and being very good at cooking which you are it's it, it's just kind of really hitting home to me although in a way it had but the the fact that it's all about organization and knowing what's what and and having seen your freezers outside do you have a kind of in- inventory of of what's in those freezers or is it is that a mental inventory no I do have sort of on the outside of the freezer you probably didn't see it round the corner and I do sort of write what's going in mm. and what's going out and it all goes to pot sometimes yes, like it does yeah. in everybody's life um, but quite often it does work and I've got a general sort of because what you don't want to do is a lot of people well most people your freezer is where everything goes to die isn't it <laughs> yes. it's just in between the bin you feel a bit bad so you put it in the freezer and then you clean yeah. out the freezer and it goes in the bin really what you want to do is just keep using things that are in your freezer that's the whole point of putting the meals in is that you actually use them so if you've got a list it's really good because you're actually using that stuff we all end up with ufos unidentified frozen objects that nobody (laughs) knows what they are and so sometimes i'll just use a ufo and bring it out and we hope for the best see what we get i had one not that long ago which was a you know, sometimes you can kind of improvise but I ended up with peach sauce when I thought I was getting chicken stock so that was uh, that kind of ruined my soup but um they'll teach me to write on things won't it <laughs> yeah um, my kids would have actually loved that because we've quite often ended up with beetroot soup instead of Mackey's ice cream so yeah <laughs> but um yeah if there's a, if there's one top tip it's right every you know label yeah, everything label that goes things. in so a sharpie pen actually i should have mm, added that sharpie is. pen is always good to yeah. write on and then if you want to reuse the bag um you can just use a tiny little bit of nail polish remover and the sharpie pen comes right off another top tip and actually you'd reminded me as well of, of 
probably your the tip that has made the biggest impact on my life actually is the baked potato tip can you give us the baked potato tip about cooking them in advance and, and what you do with them yeah so we're a really sort of you know on a Sunday we'll have an old-fashioned sort of everybody around the table with grandparents and we'll have a you know, a, a proper Sunday lunch. So when I'm organising that, I just put four baked potatoes and four sweet potatoes in the oven because the the oven's on. So, um, and then once they're cooked, leave them to cool, put them in a Tupperware tub in your fridge and then you have an instant ready to go. It literally takes, if you've got an aga, then shove it in there, aga for 10 minutes and you've got a proper oven baked mm. baked potato for the middle of the week. And, um, and if you don't have an aga, you can still just put it back in the, in the oven and literally you can then have lovely oven baked potatoes throughout the week and especially for what's going on at the moment you know potatoes last a long time in your store cupboard which is great and then also once you've cooked them and you leave them to cool and put them in your fridge you'll get five days of those potatoes that's amazing so um top tip yeah and then you've always got a lunch as well yes yes healthy filling lunch yeah we're doing a lot of tips but actually i think that's what people will be really keen to hear as well as well as the story um and for a long time um you were doing i guess time's a bit limited now that that uh, you've got the book out and everything so you, you're kind of slowing down on the demonstrations a wee bit um so i was doing lots of sort of wi demos and i did mm. a demo um uh, over in east lothian and i've done lots of ones the highland show was amazing mm. as well last year and no the plan was to step up a lot more because now we're planned to do a lot with the books so um so we were going to be doing lots of book tours and lots of signings and I was due back at the Highland show again which would have been fantastic um so everything obviously has stopped at the moment just with Mm. what's going on but no I think more and more um you know once everything's back up and running then yeah I will be as busy as ever and back to it I love doing demos I feel really nervous when I first do it but mm-hmm. then when I did it was a bit like um who you had on um your lovely who's who's a lovely comedian farmer that I listened to Jim Smith Jim Smith, Jim Smith. Yeah. so it's a bit like Jim was saying when he does his sort of stints of comedy the same is that you do get that sense of like gosh people really liked it yeah and it makes yeah. you feel good and you think oh I want to do more of them mm-hmm. so it's the same sort of similar principle yeah, I'd say it gives you a buzz yes yeah when you see that and the, the look on people's faces and the engagement as well the demos that I've been to people are you know really kind of really engaging and asking questions as well it's not just an audience and you situation it's kind of becomes a conversation in some ways yeah well I think because as well I mean you already touched on the fact that you said I was a good cook which I'm actually not that good a cook <laughs> um so I like to keep it real so it quite often all goes wrong in the demos as well which people so when I was doing the demo for the Highland show I was doing fish chowder and fish pie and showing how you make both of them together and it saves a great amount of time and at the end somebody in the audience says do you know you didn't add the fish to the fish chowder <laughs> So we just bunged it in. So there's a lot of just bung it in and, and hope for the best. But I think that's how the majority of us cook oh, on yeah, a day-to-day absolutely, basis. Absolutely. So. so, yeah, there's there's no point denying it. You know, with, with coronavirus, we, we are in tricky times. Um, but actually, I think coming here today to meet you and learn about batch cooking is extremely relevant because I think it can it can really help, not just if you're stuck indoors, but also if you need to try and feed your family when uh, you can't get out to the shops. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of your listeners, you know, will be rural and we're all used to cooking like this. You know, we're all used to doing this where we're quite often isolated for, uh, I live at a thousand feet for bad weather. We're quite often not out for two weeks at a time. So we're used to 
doing this naturally anyway. You know, if I was to be um, confined for two weeks, I would have enough um, to get going with. And it's harder for people who have been used to the conveniences if you're living in a city and you're used to the fact that you don't hold much in your house because you can nip around the corner for things. So um, I think, you know, it's a chance for us rural guys to really show exactly how you can really easily live in these times, yeah. just in a different type of way, because um, we all know rurally, we're all used to doing it. Mm-hmm. So I might just challenge you a wee bit. If city dwellers are listening, what kind of five things would you encourage them to buy? You know, let's park the toilet roll uh, thing for a while. What sort of five things would you encourage them to go out and buy that you think would be most useful for them to be able to, to, to start on their batch cooking journey? I would say, um, without a doubt, get yourself some reusable sealable bags because you've probably got a small freezer and you want to be able to open up the stuff that's in your freezer and repackage it rather than it being in the big boxes and get it into a small amount of space possible so that you can use your freezer wisely. Get yourself some frozen fruit, some frozen veg, get yourself a pint of milk and some bread and you've still got, that should take up two drawers, you've still got one whole drawer where you can start to get some proper full cooked meals in your freezer. So that is my top tip is to make your freezer your friend. How do you get inspiration for new recipes? Um, okay, so I've got a, a really naughty thing that I do, which somebody who um, is a great mate of mine um, told me about, which is that big supermarkets spend a fortune working out what people want to eat. They really get to learn their audience really well. So I walk around every supermarket and take a picture of everything that they are selling as a ready meal. And then I make it yes. as another meal as, at home. Yes. So, yeah, the, the, the most popular things are being created in a farmhouse kitchen in a, I would argue, more wholesome and delicious way. That's, yeah, that's simple but amazing. Yeah, I just take the, the general concept yes. of what it is that they're yes, producing. Like. Yes. Um, and I think for anybody that's got a small rural business, um, I, I would say look at what huge competitors are doing. You know, mm-hmm. what are Marks and Spencers doing who are spending millions each year on working out what the consumer wants? And, um, and top tip is to go and buy their um, magazine that they give away free each month and see what they're doing for that month. Yes. I don't always know what, you know, what my taste is, might not necessarily be someone else's taste. So, um, yeah, I've, I follow along the lead of, um, of all the supermarkets mm-hmm. from Aldi to Waitrose. I look in all of them and sort of make a plan and that gives me great inspiration. And you'll be needing that inspiration because I understand that you're writing, you're about to embark on writing book number two. Yes, so we signed a deal for number two and again another deal in the States for number two. So number one book is obviously just out. Yes. And uh, But yeah, we're, I'm about to start writing book number two, which um, I've already got a good few ideas for oh, that's good. really exciting. And usually I sort of, you know, become quite a hermit when I write a book. I'm really dyslexic, so I never thought I'd ever be able to write a book. But a great friend of mine who owns a bookshop in the borders, um, Ros Delahey, gave me a fantastic thing, which she said, just write it as if you're speaking to your mates which is exactly how I do the videos yes, yes. so that's exactly how I write the book so um so somebody the other day who's a friend of mine was reading it in bed and said to me god it was like you were in the room <laughs> Suzanne um, yeah. yeah so don't look for anything too you know highly intellectual when it comes from the batch lady it's just general my general chat well that's what people need they need they, they need and they want practical 
tasty solutions and that's what you're, you're offering. Really when we looked at doing this book and when I met up with Harper Collins and they agreed to do it, it was a book that was for people who didn't necessarily mm. buy cookery books. Yes. And I don't sense. see it, mm. to be honest, as a recipe book. I, I always have pulled against that. Mm. It's, it's a method of getting meals in your mm. freezer. That's the concept of it is get meals done and in your freezer or in your fridge, for example, you know, three in the fridge and double them and three in the freezer. Um, It's not really, to me, a recipe book. Others may see it as that, but it's more about the method than the actual recipes. And all of the the benefits that we've discussed about why batching is, is so helpful to make life simpler and cheaper and easier and less mentally draining for some people yeah because um well you know me Anna and my my publishers and agents hate when I say this but I've never particularly enjoyed cooking which is ironic (laughs) now that I spend my whole time doing it but the reason that I came up with all these sort of concepts is because I didn't want to cook every night and um and people have done batch cooking for years and years this is just a modern way Mm. of doing it with very modern recipes so you will get calzones and um you know you'll get really things that we all want to eat now Thai green curry Mm. different things like that so it's allowing people to sort of venture out of the usual stews and things like that yeah I I don't particularly enjoy getting a meal on the table every night but uh, as most people don't so um, I mean lots of people you know will use it as a normal recipe book but yeah it really is to me a, a, a basic guide yeah absolutely absolutely so Suzanne thank you so much I've loved to see the kitchen in reality and to meet you again and get a copy of the book which I'm really excited to read and of course the famous blackboard too so thank you very much for taking part I hope you've enjoyed it and I hope it's given our listeners the chance to kind of hear more about you and your story as well as seeing you uh, in the videos that you create. Well, thank you, guys. I've, I've absolutely loved it. I've wanted to be on this podcast for ages, <laughs> so I'm really excited that you're now finally here recording it. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you. And for those of you who are listening, I've actually lost track of what number this podcast is in, in the run. Um, we're going to be taking a short break now, uh, somewhat enforced by the coronavirus situation, but we will be back very soon, I hope. Um, Please continue to listen to all of our previous episodes. Um, You can find them by searching On Farm on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And you can also go to www.on-farm.co.uk. So please do keep listening and we'll see you or you'll hear us very soon.